My name is Sammy, and which alien is best? My name is Caleb, and let's talk about stroking with your buds. My name's Cordell, and why is everyone fighting all the time? And welcome to Junkhouse. It's a psychobilly freakout! Welcome back to Junk House, everyone. In the house. Hope you're having a good week. Hope We're in this the week house. is fun for you. In the house. I mean, do we want to address the elephant in the room? There's an elephant in the room? Yeah, there is. Something very <laughs> world changing has happened. Since we your, your dog recorded. got his balls chopped off. My dog got his balls chopped off. Nothing else has really well, happened. Yeah, that's the it. Week. Yeah, my dog got his balls chopped off, and he's doing okay. Good. He, he's got a cone on right now, and he's looking up at me like, Father, why did you do this to me? On his balls? No, 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 no. He put the cone around the penis itself. Oh, oh around the like, shaft. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Around okay. the shaft. That's how they do it. It's actually like a really <laughs> slow, drawn-out process where they just cut off all blood to the area and just hope it works. Yeah. That's actually how they <laughs> circumcise people today. <laughs> I don't know if you knew that, but they, they bunch up the foreskin and then strap a rubber band on there, and it just falls off and dies on its own. Yeah. They do the same to castrate bulls. Oh my, oh my god. Gosh. Have you ever heard the story of the guy with the golden screw in his belly button? What? What? Yeah. Is so, this a real story or no. like an idiom or it's not a, an idiom? An allegory? Oh, it's a, a joke. it's a it's a prank. The guy goes to the doctor and he's like, Yo, I don't know what the hell's going on, but I got this thing in my stomach. It's a, it's a screw. It's golden. Doc's like, okay, well, I guess we can remove it. I got a screwdriver right here. We can remove it if you want, but I don't know what's going to happen. And the guy goes, okay, sure, whatever. It's annoying. I don't know what's going on. Just remove it. And he screwed it, and it took, it, it took a while. And then right when he popped, he popped out, and his butt fell off. <laughs> that's that's I don't know the story. Why. This just reminded me of another joke that I heard (laughs) from a very old Jewish man one time. So, like, be prepared. This is like old. Why's he gotta be old? Why you gotta be Jewish? (laughs) Because it's important that he's Jewish. Why's he gotta be a man? So, this old Jewish man one time, my my granddad used to do this thing where him and my grandmother would like deliver meals to old people and like old people that couldn't get out of their house. It was a really cool thing. So. On days where I was too sick to go to school but couldn't stay home, I would go to their house and then I would go help them with this meal delivery service. Um, and so one time when I was eating lunch with them, this like older gentleman comes up to beside me and he says, "You want to hear a joke?" I said, "Yeah." I was like twelve at the time. He said, "A uh, a Catholic priest and a rabbi are talking to each other. They're sitting next to each other on a plane, right?" said okay and this guy said and they look at each other and the rabbi looks at the at the priest and says you have to have broken the rules at least one you know you're not supposed to do all these things you know you you have to have broken them and the priest looks at him and says well you must have two you know you've got all these laws that you need to follow what's what's one rule that you've broken and the rabbi looks and says i cannot lie i've eaten one ham sandwich in my life just one i got too tempted i had to try it well, what, but what about you? And the priest says, well, I'm not going to lie. I have had sex in my life. I have had sex with the woman. And the rabbi looks at him and says, beats the hell out of a ham sandwich. Am I right? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, oh the queen God. died. Anyway, the queen died. <laughs> I tweeted so you can look, if you go to my Twitter you can see this tweet. They were moving her coffin from yeah. like where she was 
to the Westminster Abbey and I just took a I was watching the I was watching it live because I was sitting here kind of bored. So I was watching it and I just took a picture of the people picking up her coffin. I said, this is the worst episode of coffin flop I've ever yeah. seen in my life. <laughs> yeah. It's not even flopping. Not what even is flopping? God. What is coffin flop for the guy who really wants to understand the joke? Coffin flop was a sketch from I think you should leave where the whole bit was that it was people's bodies falling out of the bottom of the coffin. Oh, that's good stuff. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, how funny would it be if on a live stream the queen's that body just tumbled out? out? <laughs> so I, funny. It's what she deserves, so. You know someone would get killed for that. Like, you know they oh, would, yeah. like, take someone out back and shoot them, like, People keep saying, oh, but think about the queen. She had such a good sense of humor, which she did. She was very she funny. Was, you know who else I, is well, funny? Donald lie. Trump. No. He's but, hilarious. I'm sorry, but I wouldn't shed a tear oh, if he passed. Yeah, you know? no, he, oh, yeah, he, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I'm saying is like the man is actually regrettably hilarious. Yeah. But that's but not, not going to make he's me trying sad. to be funny. Yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. Like, it's a different kind of humor, tried, I guess. He tried, like, yeah. I think it's like the I'm so rich, I don't understand normal life kind of humor. Because kinda, like, he did once try to pay a lawyer by giving him a horse. Like, exactly. <laughs> like, I think it's also the fact that cool. he, like, the way he talks around questions is iconic, you know? Like, everyone knows the way he, like, loops around a subject without actually making a stance. Like, he's <laughs> yeah. unfortunately funny, which is why I brought him up, because yeah. funny doesn't mean, like, yay, I'm sad, because you're I dead. I saved a queen. Yeah, but yeah, no, the he queen, didn't. The, it, like, as, <laughs> it's like, most people are like, hey, let's, like, let's acknowledge it. Caleb, had a good I'm thing. sorry, but we have to... <laughs> That wait, <laughs> what was it? I didn't hear it. I said God <laughs> saved the queen, and Cordell went. He, did. he didn't. <laughs> Further proof that God doesn't exist, uh, or that the queen that is just old. <laughs> Checkmate, <Okay>. atheists. <laughs> but now go back to what you were saying, Caleb. No. I'm sorry. We just the had to appreciate. If the, if the queen had a good sense of humor, she would have put a trap door in the bottom of her coffin. That's, that's all what I'm saying. saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like if that's the queen was true. a real is if the queen was a real fan of comedy, she would have fallen out the bottom of the coffin. Because exactly. that's what the people needed, you know. That's yeah. what I need. Yeah, she should have thought about her American subjects. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, at least we can add hating England to our list of countries. Yeah, true. No, 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 no. I We're don't just hate haters. England. I hate the monarchy a lot. <laughs> yes, yes. I have lived my whole life with this, like, Robin Hood complex of, like, I just have this immediate disdain for, like, the rich and opulence, and I have my entire life. And it's like, as I've grown up, I'm like, huh, this is kind of a, a logical stance to take, but also it does not make me fun at parties. <laughs> when when people are like oh yeah like i went i went and saw like saint paul's cathedral and it was incredible and beautiful i'm like think about all the people they could have fed if they hadn't done this <laughs> think of how morally wrong they are for doing that yeah like think think of the think of the gray area here or like yeah we're going to address our country's food problems from my golden throne that will not be sold to help anybody <laughs> As I hoard this wealth, or like, wow, my son will get all of my inheritance, and he will not pay the inheritance tax to avoid the degradation of royal wealth. Or they, yep. they, they closed food banks for a day to mourn the queen. Yep, any oh. government-run building, yeah. They oh. closed food banks for a day. What? I also want to say, in now King Charles III's First address to the nation as the king. First of all, big down, big down. We don't like oh. the guy. He said that he was reinstating the lifelong promise that the queen held for love, upstanding, and peace in the Commonwealth. I just want to point out, active in the Commonwealth in the 1950s and 60s, under this queen's quote-unquote promise, there were legitimate concentration camps in Kenya, oh, Ghana, yeah. Yeah. and like several other countries in Africa. 
So like maybe don't uphold that promise. Yeah, and make I, here's, a different one. Here's what I'm gonna say, and then I think we should probably move on to being funny. But yeah. <laughs> I think we've been funny. We have been funny, but we should move on to funnier subjects before yeah. <laughs> we get like some angry British person in our mentions and like doing all that nonsense. Now, if, if there's yeah. a British person defending the monarchy in our mentions, then they need to reevaluate. Some That's fair. Yes. Go eat a crumpet and think about your life. Anyway. Yes. If you are defending the monarchy at all. I think. There is a way to say, okay, this woman got better as she aged and seemed to have done good things and grown as a person as she grew. But also, she was an active part in colonialism and isn't just this sweet old grandma who could do no wrong. It's the same thing as like being like, ah, oh, man, my president didn't commit war crimes. They're my friend. They probably did a war crime. They did, they did a couple. Like, so... I think there is room to be like, okay, I, I am sad when people die. Death is sad. Also, we can take an honest look at the life you lived and should be able to criticize it for what it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, you but know farts, what? am I right? <clears throat> but funny. farts and piss. Since we're talking about the queen, um, you know what she actually was behind it all? A human. A, a space alien. So what? I was thinking about aliens today. I really don't know why. I was just okay. thinking about aliens. And I, this is one of those ranking of talking about favorite movie aliens. I guess yeah. we'll stick with movie aliens today. I was going to make it broader, but it's easy. We'll, we'll make it a little bit more concise. A little more accessible if it's only movie aliens, because I yes. I got some aliens from a book <laughs> series I read that are dope. Yeah. Yeah. And you got like TV shows and comics. Um, a we'll just start off a classic. Have you guys? I mean, E.T. Where would you put yep. E.T.? E e I would put E.T. as like, if we're ranking, are we doing like S tier to D tier? So like S, A, B, yeah, C, D? We'll, we'll do it like that just to make it. Easy. Can we invent comedic tears as necessary? Because I've got yes, one for ET. E yeah. <laughs> okay. What? There is a tweet. One of my all-time favorite tweets is this dude, and he, the tweet is simply: "Me and my friends would have killed ET with hammers, and I can assure you of that." <laughs> so I, I think we've we, heard that before. <laughs> we need a hammer tear for I we you in real life you killed this thing with a hammer the moment you saw it you know I think yeah. ET goes in hammer tier. See, uh, I think hammer tier, but also like a tier alien. Yes, you know. Yeah, I think he also. I'm trying to find it. Um, he also is in the um, tier. Did you guys do hear that, that again? Um, tier. Oh yes. <laughs> E.T. says come in the movie. I am sending come. something in our text chat right now, and it is just a picture of E.T., but I want Is wanted, it girl E.T.? No, no, it's Please. just it's just E.T. Girl just I written, like that he's I, got five man boobs. I want you to look True. in E.T.'s eyes. And tell me how comfortable you are that in the movie he touches children. Like, that is, like, <laughs> one of the things that he definitely does. He definitely think... is a wrinkly ball sack of an alien being. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think he's based off Steven Spielberg's ball sack. Probably. Most likely. I'm well, not afraid that's because to the head, the neck extends when necessary. So it's the balls, the dick and balls. He's a dick ball alien. He's a dick ball alien. That's a, I, that's a whole tier. Is is this a dick ball alien? This guy's a Ooh. dick ball alien and a hammer tier and an A tier creature. Okay, but that's a perfect segue. Segway. You know what's another dick and ball alien? Alien. What? The alien xenomorph. from Alien. Xenomorphs. Straight up I, dick balls. So <laughs> Straight up I, dick and balls. I the first time I ever watched Alien was when I was in college, and I actually watched it. 
for a podcast that Sammy and I were going to do back then <laughs> that just never really panned out. Yeah. Uh, so we you were missing we? that wild card third ingredient. Well, our wild card third ingredient was Ronnie Clements. Well, that's not me. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> but we recorded we, like two episodes. We recorded the alien episode, I think. I think so. But we, the big thing was we only had one mic. It, oh, the only yeah. place we could record was Ronnie's bedroom. So it just wasn't it wasn't conducive. But me and me and Caleb, Caleb and I were deep in the podcast game early. We just didn't do anything with it. <laughs> Ronnie's bedroom is a good album name. That's a great uh, it, punk it, punk album. Actually the new name of this podcast. Um I'm, Welcome to Ronnie's Ron, bedroom. <laughs> Ronnie's bedroom. I'm looking at Love you, Ronnie. I'm looking at this xenomorph. This is a yeah, this is a dick and ball alien. Well, here's Caleb, are you aware of the intentional sexual imagery in the alien franchise? Um if you mean the fact that uh, Sigourney Weaver is in it and that is automatically sexual imagery, then yes. I do mean that, but I mean in the design of the alien creatures themselves. I would oh, like yes. to tell you a little bit about that. Yeah. So Please do. They, the, the aliens were designed with the help of an artist known as H.R. Geiger, who yes, does a lot of creepy, creepy art and it often includes phallic and what's what's the like vagina version of phallic? Um, I used sapphic? to know it. Sapphic no, that's is lesbians. lesbians. No, sapphic is lesbians. Uh, I'm gonna look up. Yeah, what's the vagina version. version of phallic? I used to know it. Uh, it's something. Phallic. It is. Uh, this one that when I go quickly googled it, it says. Glitterous, but I don't know what that means. <laughs> yeah, I've never found. What is that? That's not real. Um, <laughs> vul vulvic. Uh, no, I, that just feels. Let's see. Not as good. See, pertaining, yeah, what... vulvic is pertaining to a vulva. Okay, I mean, okay, so the the there's so, vulvic and phallic in there's it, like, there's another imagery. word though because I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember yeah. hearing it forever ago, but I don't remember what. Yeah, it's gonna bother is. me all day, but we'll 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 move on. So, in the we'll start with the beginning of their life, the face huggers. Oh, I'm sorry, Yannick. 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 How's that spelled? Y o n. I see. Yannick. Balak and Yannick. Relating to are shaped like uh, a Yanni, a representation of the external female genitalia. Okay. Yannick. It's from, uh, it's from Sha Shakti, symbol of Shakti. It's like uh, yeah. a Hindu, Hindu, Hindu goddess. Okay, cool. Yeah. Well, the, okay. The sorry. more you know. I just found so, it right when you started talking, so I'm sorry for yeah. <laughs> interrupting. Okay. H.R. Geiger worked with um, Ridley Scott. Yes. Yeah. Ridley Scott. Yes. Worked with Ridley Scott. They worked together to design aliens that were uncomfortable on a kind of subconscious level, which is why they incorporated sexual imagery. The face huggers themselves, their mouths look like a vulva, just enough. And then they have a phallic thing that shoots out of it to go down your throat. So, like, the first thing they do is mouth rape you. Yeah. Sorry, content warning. Can we... Content <laughs> warning for this next few minutes. Sorry. The, the entire imagery of the xenomorph is about sexual assault. So they go onto your face, put themselves in you, put their seed in you, and then it literally breaks out of your chest and kills you. And then as it grows, the xenomorph itself, like the head is shaped like a big old dong. And when, whenever it like opens its mouth and that second set of jaws comes out, that is also dong-like. So the whole thing is kind of meant to be about sexual assault. And it adds that unconscious level of like, I don't like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very mm -hmm. uncomfortable now. It's genius monster design, but not a fun subject. Yeah. Have you guys seen Arrival? 
Yeah. Which one is that? That's the one with Amy Adams and Jeremy Renner. Ah, uh, yeah, I like that one. Uh, Caleb, like we watched that cool. together. Yeah, we watched that in your parents' home movie theater <laughs> in your old house. Okay, okay, do that. That's fine. We did. No, we wait, watched. <laughs> I thought we had talked about that on this show before. No, no. My dad built a home theater in our house back in West Virginia, and it was dope. So we watched Arrival there, and I was like catatonic afterward because I was like, that was good art, and I want to make good art, and I'm bad at art. I was yeah. in my head about it real hard. That is one of those movies, though, that is just like, this is so good. I want to make something like this. Exactly. <laughs> but it, for the it, uninitiated. It no spoilers, though. It's so good. Okay. Yeah. But they're called heptopods. And I guess we won't spoil anything, but they, 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 they try and communicate with us through these like, really cool circular and it's shapes. like ink stuff that they yeah. control it's really dope they're they're like the picture i'm looking at right now it's like an art they're like a armless torso on on um on octopus legs yeah they're really they're really big. wild looking they're, they're very the... non-humanoid I would put those as a solid S, like S, high A, low S tier. We never ranked the I Xenomorph. Mean, yeah. I the Xenomorph is a D tier alien because I don't want to think about the phallic imagery anymore, Cordell. I don't want to think about it. It makes me very sad. And I'm, I, I like that movie until you pointed out all the sexual assault imagery but of it. And, and now my stomach hurts. But it adds an extra layer of like commentary to it. That's yeah. really enriching when you watch again. Yeah. I don't like it though. You don't like it. <laughs> you know that, you know that, uh, always sunny gif of, oh, did someone get addicted to crack? <laughs> I felt the same way of like, oh, did someone find like imagery in film that they didn't like? So I I, I put it in I'm, actually S tier. I love the dog. I think I think Xenomorph is like top tier. It is iconic. I love it. I am sending as a spoiler, and don't unspoil the image I'm sending until I tell you to do so. Okay. I'm sending what I think is the best alien from any movie franchise ever, automatic S tier. Okay. Okay? Because they provide conflict in the movie they are in. Okay. They also provide a fair amount of comedic relief. They bring a life to the movie and drive a plot forward that is just breathtakingly good. And they are a dick and ball alien. Okay. I swear if, if, if this is who I think it is. You may unspoil the image now. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Watto from Watto. Watto. Watto is the best movie alien ever because you don't think he can fly. And then he surprises you <laughs> that he can fly. Okay. But in that same movie, we've got Sebulba. Who's my boy? True. He's the other, like, he's the other pilot who's, like, really mean to little Annie. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that freak. I like that, that freak. That little freak. <laughs> I think he's a solid B-tier alien. I'd put him as a solid B-tier, but Watto is S-tier. Okay. Okay. Going back, Wa going back to the heptopods, I think... In terms of the narrative around them, S tier. But if we're just going on design alone, I think they're B tier. Without the language I aspect, still A tier. I, I think, think they're still A tier. I would design agree. Because High A tier. I would, I okay. Would, because fine. they they have a little bit of the type of horror I like, which is like the eldritch unknowable yeah. aspect, mm. where like you can see the shadow, but you never really see them. And I really yes. think that has a good. Which it. if you if not if you haven't <clears throat> seen Arrival out there, you gotta watch it straight you up. Really do. Aliens show up and a linguist is brought in to try to decipher their language to understand why they've shown up at all. It's incredible. It's it so also good. has Jeremy Renner, so you know it's gonna be good. And but Amy I Adam. have I have the last 
I'm one more. I'm bringing one more offer to the table before we move on. And I, I would like to is, bring one as well. Should I bring it before or after? You bring it. Yeah, you bring up yours. Okay. Gonzo the Great. <laughs> he does fuck chickens. S tier. He is canonically an alien. Muppets from Space yeah. proves that he is part of an alien race. I think he's S tier, and I just I wanted to S-tier. say his name. I wanted to put some respect on him. Yeah. Okay, well, I spoiled this one, too. Um, I think this one is the true winner, um, especially in the movie that he is in. Um, and I will explain after you unspoil. It's E.T. again. And see Marvin the Martian. In Space Jam. S tier. So something you might have not thought about as a kid. He's the referee for the final game. Why does that make sense? Oh, he's a cartoon, so he's down for the tunes. He's also an alien. So he is impartial to both sides. (laughs) So just Marvin the Martian is incredible by himself, but just that the Space Jam writers had the like that oh, little thought. he would be impartial. <laughs> He's the only one that could be the the ref. What about like Predators from Predator? I have never seen Predators, any of them. Okay, then I'm, we won't rank I'm them. Very, I'm very scared of Predator, uh, and I don't like it. There's like, a lot more we're I, missing, of course. I've never, I've never seen the movie, but the concept terrifies me, so I don't watch. Well, prawns from District Nine are pretty pog too. I love, I love those prawns. They're so neat. The Harkonnens. The Harkonnens from Dune. The the Dune from Dune. The Bene Gesserit from Dune. I've I not really seen love Dune. Dune. I've the not sand Dune. from Dune. Listen, <laughs> here. The the sandworms from Beetlejuice. You guys got me kicked off on Dune because you brought up Arrival, and that was directed by Dennis Villeneuve, who directed the latest Dune movie and is currently filming Dune Part 2. So, Dune Part 2, Dune your mom. But you know what else that makes me think of? What? We read reviews and they're really bad, so guess the movie. I went southern this time. Howdy, y'all. Howdy. Coming to you live from Ronald's bedroom. From Ronald McDonald's. Okay, so we got a half-star review. This was watched by Sir Davis and some numbers. There. That's the, the in their name. Okay. Gods, this movie. Gods. Multiple. Gods, Pagan. this movie was cringe. I cannot erase this shit from my brain. I would rather watch the scary movie version. Mel Gibson and Joaquin Phoenix should be bonked hard. Yeah, wanting to watch this film. Yeah, we want to just say it on okay. three. We're both in. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three signs. signs. Yes. Oh, I love that movie. God. This movie caused me to have a glass of water by my bed for a year. <laughs> I love signs so much. Well, that was so quick. How about another quick one? Yeah. Uh, this is a for half signs star again. No, for a different movie. Oh. Okay. Uh, half star by B Man One Four Two Four. Very convoluted movie. Very convoluted movie. Too slow at time and. <laughs> Too slow at time, and the plot is overdone. In all, I'd give it a half star. Great showing from Morgan Freeman, but other than that, terrible movie. Ding, 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 ding. Shawshank Redemption? Correct, Shawshank Redemption. Oh! Wow. Wow. Oh, yeah. As soon as it was like, the plot doesn't move very fast, I was like, this is going to be a really good movie that I love. (laughs) Yeah. I'm more of a Green Mile guy, which is a controversial opinion. I, okay. I've never seen it. The other day, Olivia and I are working on a list together of what's some fun but not too serious movies to watch this fall. I -hmm. have never seen Green Mile, but I know that it's a Stephen King book so I put Green Mile on our list of movies to watch that are supposed to be not too serious and not too much of a downer. 
To which Olivia said, Caleb, what is wrong with you? Caleb, that <laughs> movie's said, a huge downer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, what? I thought it, it's Stephen King, and we both like Stephen King. And she said, do you know what that movie's about? I said, no. And she briefly explained the plot to me, and I instantly regretted uh, putting it on the list and replaced it with Beetlejuice. <laughs> yeah. Good, good choice. Good choice. You guys want to talk about stroking? Every day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Let's talk, let's talk about stroking. Uh, I'm, I'm, of course, referring to the classic game Wii Sport uh, and the uh, golf segment of that game and golf in general. Uh, because as of yesterday, they announced that golf is being brought to Nintendo Switch Sports yeah. with 21 holes, which I'm very excited about. And to make it even better, also a competitive mode where you can play with up to eight of your friends online. And I'm very excited about yeah, that. Yeah, and some of the old Wii, Wii holes are coming back. Yeah, I think the original nine from the Wii are coming and they're making 18 more. Yeah. Can, yeah. I, can I do a quick, quick tangent because we're talking about things coming to the Switch? Yeah. Sure. They are bringing to the e-store... Pokemon Stadium and Pokemon Stadium 2. Yes. Well, I don't think it's eStore. They're doing the or, Nintendo 64. The Nintendo Switch Plus, Nintendo 64. I mean, isn't that... Thing. I thought that was you, all just available on their eStore. You have to have the uh, Nintendo Online e expansion pack. So oh, it's whatever. like the more expensive... That. It's the more expensive yeah. version. I will do that to play those games, though, because my brother I and I put so many hours into those games. All my siblings sitting around the N64 playing mini games and my brother and I would pl do Pokemon battles. I think it's a, it's going to support online play as yeah, well. Yeah, it so will. So Ooh, we'll be able be to huge. play. And my brother knew how to play Pokemon well and I thought these are cool Pokemon. Yeah. And so he always beat me always. So But yeah, here's that's it. what I'm saying is once that's available because all of us have a Switch what if we did a online three-way round-robin tournament in Pokemon Stadium? And streamed it. Oh, and Pokemon Stadium it. 2, please, so we have a little bit more of an expanded pool. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah of course. But yeah, yeah. And then, then we'll stream some minigame action. Absolutely. Yeah. But I just want to, how do you guys feel about golf? I could, I could leave it. Golf, golf <laughs> as as like Wii game or golf as golf. I well, let's go as golf because I want to I want to pitch to you guys because I've now gone golfing a few times, and I want to I want to pitch to you golfing why it's actually okay environmentally. No, we're ignoring no, the no, environment. No, we're not. We're not because this is my Robin Hood complex. Golf is a waste of land a waste of space and is like paywalled like nobody's business and i get it everything's kind of paywalled in this world i understand but golf is intentionally designed to weed out people who can't afford all the equipment and all of the free time to go play in the middle of the day at your country club golf is elitist <laughs> and i hate it i hate it play. so much and you're not it's not even a fun game take me you're putt no. putt mini golfing any golf day no, no 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 take me mini golfing here, okay <laughs> okay fine we'll i get go, we'll it go. but here hear me out here is the upsides of golf this is hitting ball it's an excuse to go day drinking I don't you can do that excuse. without the yeah large without the elitism uh, uh, okay but hear me out hear me out you also in my case get to go day drinking with your father and it's the only quality time you get with him where he does not bring up politics. Okay, I can okay. understand that. I, my dad and, is a teetotaler, so I'll, I'll never get that day drinking experience. And to make it even, even better, you also get to take out your frustration by trying to hit a ball as far as you can. Play soccer. No, 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 because there's a difference between kicking it with your foot and hitting something with another object, you know? Play baseball. 
But then the thing is being thrown at you, and I'm a scared little piss baby That's and can't just go. We we should just go take your dad to the what's it called the the driving top golf. Top golf thank you, and and Rogers. I can I can get more behind top golf because it is less of a waste of space and it is a lot more accessible. I could do top golf. But I, I also never... understand why normal golfing is good for you, Caleb. No, no, yeah. I, I don't want to yuck your yum on the oh. joy you get from golfing, but it is, in my mind, a deplorable waste of time and space. <laughs> Listen, I, I, I get it. Environmentally, golf is one of the worst things to ever happen, ever. And like um, socioeconomically. And I am, I mean. and yeah, just it's, ba- it's bad overall, but... but I'm also very bad at golf. Okay, that's good. And so I just get to throw a ball instead of trying to hit it because every time I try to hit it, I miss. And so I just <laughs> throw it, and if I don't get it far enough, I just pretend that I've hit it, and then I pick it up and then get in the golf cart and drive. And then when we get close to my dad's ball, I throw it 30 yards in front of it and say, <laughs> catch up, old man. <laughs> that's, that's really good stuff. And I fucking love that. Having spent a lot of time watching Caleb's coordination, I would love to see him try to golf. <laughs> it's a it's about True. what you would think it is. Oh yeah. I <laughs> You remember when we were freshmen in college and I would roll a ball down the hallway <laughs> just to see how long it took you to catch it. <laughs> and like to chase it down and catch it. It you would roll it really hard, and then it would keep. Every time I would try and grab it, it would move. <laughs> this is not fair. I thought we were leaving this behind, Cordell. <laughs> this is one of those times I actually have to edit Junk House, and I have to remove that. <laughs> Wait for real? No, I'm kidding. No. Okay, cool. That was a joke. Got ah. Uh-huh. No, this is not. I, no, Cordell would Cordell would play that game. But here's the thing: we lived on the third floor of uh, Keller. Oh, that hard. And those floors were somehow the most slick floors on the slick. planet. And so, like, even when I would try to gently reach down with my hand and pick up the ball, somehow. In the two, like, even though my fist was fully around it, it would fall out of my hand and go down the hall even further. I don't know what, what kind of God-breaking physics were happening on the third floor of Keller. But yeah. it, was, it was so frustrating. And I still get frustrated by it, as you can tell by the fact that my voice is slowly turning into a cartoon. But... Yeah. I, I don't I don't understand and like I do you want to okay I have a wonderful dog I love him but I bought him this ball that is intentionally misshapen so it bounces in Ooh. several directions oh so can, yeah. yeah yeah so he can like and it's made of a material if it's called the wonder ball if you have a dog I highly suggest it Ooh. because it's made of a material that they can actually bite into but yeah. the ball won't break apart but it's also grippy enough that it pulls plaque and stuff off their teeth. So it Whoa. cleans their teeth at genius. That genius is a wonder design. ball. Yeah. Absolutely Why don't we have that it. for humans? Same. I would love to bite down into a ball and clean it. Um, but I, when I drop it for him, he'll play with it for like five minutes and then he's done with it. And then I try to pick it up, and then it's another five-minute game of me trying to pick up this ball that is designed to bounce in several different directions. And then my dog is sitting to the sidelines, and he's giving me this look of, like, you dumb motherfucker. Like, like, there is, okay, Olivia and I have an ongoing bit about our dog that he has been alive for eternities and has worked with every evil thing possible. Wait, so occasionally, he's evil? Yeah, yeah. No, we have a bit that he's like super evil, I can but see then it. is just like on the mend and is trying to make up for it. That's like our bit internally <laughs> in our house. So like, and he has like a voice and I give him like a lateral lisp. Oh, like yeah. Olivia does not do the voice. So it'll just be like, 
like here i'll give you a wilder line that i have used before just, yes please hey mom so so i was thinking the other day i've done a lot of stupid shit in my life that i kind of regret but i was thinking i really regret doing the holocaust it's not <laughs> entirely my fault <laughs> wilder no yeah no, wilder that was bad yeah no yeah it was horrible it's horrible he regrets it he's re- he's learning he's aware like, also, he's I aware hope. of how bad it was oh. like like but that's just the kind of ongoing bit in our house is that's that wilder really somehow was involved in every horrible thing you can think of yeah <laughs> Like, oh my god, did Wilder do 9 11? Wilder, do you have any comment on that? So, hey, Tordale, I'm listening. Listen, I know that you think it's very funny about 9 11. I did not do that at all because I was, I was piling in the plane, but I messed <laughs> up. I was supposed to hit the Pentagon. And I just <laughs> <laughs> I just killed several people instead. I meant to tear down the government, but I messed the fuck up. <laughs> Could you imagine how different our world would be if they had hit the Pentagon? Like, Man, even that. I think about it every day. <laughs> Wilder's haunted. <laughs> this is so one good. regret from yeah, his eons is, yeah. of life. Yeah, like we've made jokes that like Wilder killed Christ. We've made so many jokes. He did. That like he's just done these horrible things. And it's just. Well, Wilder, that it, one backfired on you because now Jesus has saved us all. Yeah. So. The, actually, yeah. But the, uh, the origin. Sorry, Wilder. The, the origin of the joke was the week after we got him, we got COVID. Oh, and so I made the okay. joke he and gave started you COVID. the voice of like, Guys, I gave you COVID, so you have no choice but to love on me for a whole two weeks. Yeah. Um, and then it just evolved to where he caused COVID and started COVID. Oh. And then at one point I made the joke because Olivia was very sad. I said, I, the exact quote was, Mom, I have the cure for COVID. I'm never going to believe what it is. And then she said, what? And I said, genocide. (laughs) Just kind of evolved from there. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, man. Thank you, Wilder. Yeah. So, golf on the Wii. Golf on the Wii was just incredible. It was was like the first time that I really remember having control over the motion and the power of it. Something. I think it was like the peak of early Wii uh, motion control uh, because bowling at first wasn't that good until they like updated the system and kind of got it more under control. And but tennis was rough was for a long time. Good at, tennis was very rough, but golf was pretty much good out the gate, you know? Yeah. Okay. This is how you play tennis. And that's also that's how awesome. you do. Uh, so on Wii Sports Resort, <laughs> You could do running, and you would run, but you could just sit there with the uh, controller in your hand, such as like this, and just kind of shake it back and forth. Audience, listeners, he is doing the jerk-off motion. Yeah, that's all you had to do. But if you did it too fast, your me would fall down. So you had to get it just the right, not not too slow, because then it wouldn't register it. The right, the right tempo, the right length of stroke. Three, four, one, two, three, four. Like you had to have like a good tempo, and it had to be consistent for like three to five minutes, so you could finish the course. You know, so you could finish. We really made everybody really good at jerking off. We re- we made everyone good at jerking off. W I I W I no, 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 no. John we as a gr- junk house. <laughs> junk house made everyone made everyone really, good. really fucking good at masturbating. Okay. Hey, if we, we did one thing, everybody to do it. If we did, if 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 junk house, we did anything. I w- I I hope we could do that. You know. I you know I want to <laughs> teach everyone how to explore and learn to love their bodies. In a way that is pleasing to them. They are beholden to no one. Have fun with your body. Yeah. And, and with I... the Wii. <laughs> and with the Wii. Explore oh, yeah. your Wii mote. 
Feel the vibration. Wait. Ooh, wait. Have the yeah. little sound come out of your Wiimote. Yeah. yeah. Nice on. Nice on. <laughs> it was always like not the mics or the Muffled. audio from the yeah. <laughs> from the Wiimote. Great job. Or it was like Mario. It's like woohoo. Like oh yeah. okay. Is it? My uh, penis makes those same sounds too. <laughs> Speaking of your penis, Cordell, what was your topic? Yeah. I'm very. So, my topic was my penis. Everyone's always fighting over it. They're like, I want it. No, I want it. No, I want it. You guys, yeah, I'm it's... married. Yeah, like, sorry. This dick's no, only my... one person. Yep. My topic is movie crossovers. Okay. Hence, why is everyone always fighting all the time? Because think about all of the great cinematic movie crossovers. I mean, or the not so great, like Batman v Superman, Alien vs. Predator, Freddy vs. Jason, Godzilla vs. Kong, Abbott and Costello meet literally anyone. <laughs> These are all just crossovers. And so I want us to think of what crossover would we like to see? Each of us, we're going to come up with like the ultimate, like who's meeting up for, it's always a fight. There's always a fight. I don't get it. It's always like who's meeting, who's meeting up to versus each other. I, I, this isn't a, this is just a quick, I wish they did a movie about the Amalgam universe of Marvel and DC. Oh, but they're, they're never going to get that right ne- situation I mean, figured for out. Sure. But I'm just saying that that's yeah. a crossover I would love to see. But um, I have two. Okay. One serious one, a joke. The serious one, Jason Bourne and James Bond. Yeah, that's good mm, stuff. Okay. I cuz I'm a big James Bond fan. Uh I've and I I feel like the two of them or Jason Bourne John Wick cuz I feel like they're more the same type of fighting. Okay. James Bond is more, you know, spy espionage. Yeah. Where, yeah. you know, Jason Bourne is more just like direct fighting. So yeah, Jason Bourne John Wick, I feel like would be a good crossover. Okay. My joke one, and it's based off of a million internet memes, is Batman v. Kevin Malone from Home Alone. <laughs> oh, that's good. I, yes. Because there's the joke of, like, if you give both either of them prep time, they're going to win. And I want to see who actually wins. So do you want me to say, do you want me to end the joke? Of Kevin Malone v. Batman? Kevin is a child. Batman is also not gonna... Batman, He's like, not gonna kill him, but Batman has years and years and years of training over but, a child. But, but Kevin Malone has he's, watched he's one a, gangster movie. He's a clever fellow. <laughs> also, yeah. do they really make the main character of Home Alone named Malone? Maybe I misremembered his name. Kevin McAllister. McAllister, right? Like, Mc- yeah, it's yeah, McAllister's. Yeah. Okay, because I was like, Caleb, I, I don't think Kevin that's... Malone is the one from The Office. <laughs> I, do want, I do want that yeah, crossover. Yeah, Batman versus too. Kevin Malone. <laughs> I do want that crossover, too. I, I have a low tolerance for stupidity. Yeah. <laughs> just like sit there and you just watch Batman be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? As he's scooping chili off the floor into the pot again. Yeah. Yeah. But what about Jason, Jason Bond, James Bond, and this would be more comedy based, but Jace, I almost said Jason Bond again, James Bond and Austin Powers. I'm in so much favor. Yeah, yes, that's really oh good. My gosh. This is, I will say, just because we have to give credit where credit is due, they do have a crossover in Epic Rap Battles of History. 
<laughs> but an actual movie where like James Bond is the straight man to Austin Powers ronk donculus but it's a more yeah. in like a james bond in our world where it's everything's realistic <laughs> i think the only way that works okay is if it's pierce brosnan's james yeah bond. yes yeah, you gotta yeah. go back because a that little was, while yeah that was more of the ridiculous era of james bond where it was like we're gonna have a whole movie where it's on the moon and stuff like that <laughs> yeah we're going to have a character named Pussy Galore. <laughs> Pussy Galore was actually Sean McConnery. Ooh. Which Sean I know McConnery. a lot about James Yeah, I know Bond, you do. So I was like, just, I was more bringing that up of like, huh, the old school Bond movies were not classy. No, Octopussy was just a movie. Like, yeah, that yeah. was a movie name. They thought to do that. They did that. Or like, okay. Go, like, James Bond movie names. I I'm uh give me just a good movies. Movies. In order. Doctor No was the first one. That's good. Uh Live and Let Die, that was good. Spy Who Loved Me, that was uh definitely about sex. Uh <laughs> Octopussy. Sex. Uh let's see. Yes, yeah, sex, obviously. Uh, diamonds are forever. That sex. had sex in it. Thunderball. Hard. Ooh, that Thunderball. You know big call, sex. You know what they call my balls? <laughs> Thunder and lightning. Thunderball. Uh, let's see what else was there that was like very sexual. I mean, a lot of the other ones are not super sexual in the names, but. They're all, they all have just, the Bond girls, which inherently all, lowers yeah. the quality of the film. Yes. The only, the, the era that they stop doing the Bond girls is when they stop basing them off the book. Which should tell you something, is that Skyfall in 2012 is really the first one where they're <laughs> not really doing a Bond girl thing. Yeah, and that even then, so they're still kind of doing a Bond girl. They're thing, always kind of a little it. bit more classy. Yeah, isn't Bond in the books like way worse? Oh, Bond in the books is like straight up a serial rapist. Yeah, like I'm not even gonna like front about yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like I love the James Bond movies, and I but that's just because I really love slow burn spy thrillers. And those are some of the best in that genre. Yes, true and fair and fair and true. But I typically, there are ones that I just don't watch because I feel like the sexism is stronger than normal and it's gross. Yes. Yeah, but definitely from think, an era that is good to be in the past. Yeah, I think parodying that would be in be Austin really Powers yeah. is yep. very funny. Yeah. Like, Whole Lot of Vagina is a very yeah. funny parody of <laughs> Pussy Galore. Like, yeah. I, what if, okay, but another, another, another versus. Uh, the guys from The Hangover versus that one movie where all the actors play themselves during the end of the world. This is the end, I think. This is the end. <laughs> so, they... Have some of them have to fight themselves in real life as their actors. Yeah. Okay, got it. <laughs> An, uh, another it idea yeah, along yeah, yeah. the same line. This is all meme. Hangover versus hot tub time machine. Ooh. There we go. That's the stuff. Hangover versus hangover two. Versus Hangover Three <laughs> versus Hot Tub Time Machine, guys. What, okay, which <laughs> people? Movie you, huh? Minions versus Gremlins. There you go. Gremlins would win. Let's go with oh, yeah. two movies that have the same director. <laughs> okay. Okay. So it will be Hangover versus Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. Hangover guys win. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Do Depending on at one the point hangover, in the movie, they see him. Do you think that The Hangover really made him feel qualified to direct and write Joker? Do you think that that really did it? 
I, th- I think so. I think he was like, he got done with all of the people being hung over and he was like, I need to make something depressing now. <laughs> I, I genuinely like that movie. Hangover? Or Joker? No. I, I, oh, uh, I like Joker. Joker. Yeah. I like I've Joker watched Hangover for the first time because my dad was like, oh, this is real comedy. And I, we watched the first Hangover movie, and uh, in the first 10 minutes, you hear Bradley Cooper yell the phrase, and I'm sorry for, but yell the phrase, paging Dr. Faggot over and over for like a minute. Yeah. And I was just like sitting there like, how am I supposed to enjoy the rest of this? Yeah. Yeah. It made me very uncomfortable. If we're, if we're doing... Like within a director's like group of movies, Robert Zemeckis, Ghost Ship versus Monster House. Also, Robert <laughs> Zemeckis, Back to the Future versus Christmas Carol. Yes, you know what I want to see: Monster House versus Sharknado. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. I can dig it. Have I the told house you guys is getting my picked theory? up in the Sharknado, and it's just grabbing the sharks and eating them. Have I told you guys my theory on Robert Zemeckis? That he's yeah. not very good, and everyone just overhypes him because they went to a film class once. N- no. <laughs> my theory is that he should have stopped in like 1998, but my theory legit is that he just doesn't know how to manage money and that's why he keeps doing it it's because he just never has money it's because he keeps spending it on dumb stuff and that's the declining quality too is like he's got to take just any project that'll come yeah because like i i really i just like he went from forrest gump which is an incredible movie yeah look let me, you know, let me it's give this its like due. Like Beowulf. Yeah, I'm. Uh, to be fair, I'm gonna go look at his filmography real quick and find the point in which I quit respecting his movies. Because, <laughs> like, Back to the yeah. Future, it's fun. I don't think it's all that great. I think it's one of those nostalgic things. Who framed Robert Roger Rabbit? Great. Um, I think I know the. I know the point. I'm sorry to skip. Forrest to Gump, Contact, Castaway. I think Polar Express is is the tipping point. Yep, that's yep. what I was gonna say. Yeah, yep. And I, it's right I, I on mean, that so line. So that means 2004 is the latest. Yeah, Monster House is pretty good though, but he was only an executive producer. So exactly, oh, yeah. that's I'm, that's I'm, part I'm of the challenge. I'm just thinking about his like directing, you know? Yeah. Because like, if we're just going off of what he's produced, oh my gosh, he's got some absolute bangers yeah but. yeah which he technically he just produced ghost ship and 13 ghosts <gasps> 13 ghosts versus ghost ship Ooh, but there's Ooh. only 13 of them but I, yeah even, but they're even, really scary yeah <laughs> you're i mean you're right but yeah i think even directing it it still is the polar express was the tipping point because the next Back movie the, right it, after yeah. polar was beowulf sorry yeah, yeah which you're good. I think Back to the Future 3 versus Back to the Future 1. Back to the Future 3 wins because in Back to the Future 3, they get guns. Yeah. They get guns. <laughs> they get guns. And a train. I think, I think an interesting thing about Robert Zemeckis is that he's apparently not a good screenwriter, but a good director. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Like, when you look, which is wild to me that they're different, but I understand it's different skill sets, but, like, his best ones, like Forrest Gump, he directed, didn't write. Contact, which a lot of people love, directed, didn't write. Back to the Future, he wrote. (laughs) He wrote Polar Express, A Christmas Carol, and then, like, nothing, they're, like, his best stuff is stuff he just directed, he Directed Castaway didn't write it. Here is why I think that is. Really suck. His main 
directing teacher, like the person that taught him how to do it, is Spielberg. Ooh, Got okay. Because he was part of the two Robert, which yeah. were hit, which are like Spielberg's two proteges, were the two Roberts or the two Bobs, as some people. Who is the other them. one? Uh, the other writer for Back to the Future. I can't remember his oh, name okay. off the top of my head. Uh, Bob Gale. Yeah. Mm, okay. Dude, Robert Zemeckis and Bob Gale. Bob Gale stopped after Back to the Future. Like, he's just kind of coasted on that. Fair. As he should, yeah. Um, but Zemeckis wants to be a writer. Everything he writes falls apart. He don't, he don't got the gift. But he learned how to do a script plot from Spielberg. So you have... Like the idea of the script clock where it's like you spend this much time on this before you move on to this. Oh, yeah. He's he's got the mm -hmm. schedule of a movie down to make the pacing yeah. good. Yeah. So he's got the scheduling down because he learned from the guy that did Indiana Jones. And <laughs> yeah. like that, that's that movie scheduling is so consistent until you hit Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, which we don't talk about. But yeah, no. One of the only things on Zemeckis's list of things he wrote was Doc and Marty teach climate change. So. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was in 2016. Yep. I don't know if it helped that much. They they didn't fix it. <laughs> it didn't. They didn't teach it well enough. Apparently. Yeah. I. I think I hold more animosity for Zemeckis than he deserves, and that is solely because the whole, like, film student junk of, like, listen, being a film student is legit, it's great, but just like I've watched so many people do in theater classes, it's like, you start learning and you start to think you know everything, and then, like, you develop your, like, really hoity-toity, like, oh, this person's the best, ha ha ha. And Zemeckis is a very easy one to latch on to because he's Spielberg's dude. Like, he's one of the Roberts. Like, wow. You know, like. Yeah. I think it's really easy to hold him up to such a high, awesome standard. What clearly he's mostly misses with a couple hits. There are two other people that I have that opinion. For. Yeah, hit me. Anyone. Uh, that references Stanley Kubrick as their favorite director. That's a red flag. I'm a little bit yikes about. Yeah, yeah. Because are his movies good? Yes. His but methods. if you list him as one of your directorial influences, no. Major red flag. A technical influence, maybe. He literally yeah. tortured. Shelley yes, Shelley Duvall. Shelley Duvall. Uh, like, <laughs> like he's not a good person. <laughs> He's not. <laughs> Back in the day, it was like, oh, yeah, I'm making art. And like nowadays, it, please arrest this man. <laughs> the, yes, like dude. the only thing oh, I will say man. that he did good for the movie industry is that he took a little bit of artistic power back from studios. Yeah. Because yes. that was like one of the things I do admire him for is like if a studio was like, we would rather you do this, he would literally say, fuck off. I'm doing what I want. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And like, I admire that, is, but that only. Yeah. What's the other the one? The other person, and this is like my hottest take. I'm ready. Probably ever. I think and then music. Oh, it's music. Okay, never mind. Uh, I'm not going to notice well, but anyway. Please, college-aged white guys, stop idolizing Kanye West. <laughs> yes. Really stop. Yeah. And I'm speaking almost directly to a few people. Um, number one, is his music good? Yeah. yeah. It's not all 100% good. Oh, of course. There are some albums that you guys are acting like are amazing that he's just ripping off Death Grips entirely. <laughs> like, yeah. he's ripping off artists left and right, and you guys are acting like he's original. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know who I think deserves a little more hype and is very consistently good. Who? Edgar Wright. Oh, yes, 100%. Amen. Like Amen. I think he is he is one of those writer and director 
who does a very, very, very good job of, like, not just cranking stuff out to crank it out. I wish he would have stayed involved with the MCU. I know, but yeah. everybody hates Ant-Man for some reason. Ant-Man's a good I movie. Love I love it, and but I really so many random people... I've heard so many people talk shit about that movie. Yeah, I think it's... It's one of the more, like visually risk-taking ones of the like earlier mcu and i think yeah. people might associate that i don't know or people might look at it as where comedy started becoming a little too prevalent in their movies which i think is a fair criticism mm-hmm. but yeah. like he also left that process midway through so you can see his fingerprints but it's really not his movie very much yeah but like you I- edgar wright Shaun of the dead hot fuzz scott pilgrim versus the world the world's end baby driver like, Last Night in Soho is one of the few movies he, like, wrote and directed that isn't super great, but it's still a very well-crafted movie. I haven't seen it. Um, it, It's okay. It's uh, fine. I'm very excited. He is directing a dystopian movie that oh, is coming that. out supposedly in 2023 called oh. The Running Man. Uh, like, from the book? S- yeah. Like from the Stephen King book, which what a story! If he could, if he could land that plane, that's dope. Yeah, I mean the three writers on the movie right now are Michael Bacall, who writes Stephen King movies almost exclusively. Ooh. Stephen King and Edgar Wright. Oh. Here's here's what I need to say about Stephen King and his adaptations. Stephen King is sillier than anyone gives him credit for. Even his books, like all of his stuff has an air of silliness to it that people forget about when they try to adapt him. But like Stephen King's favorite adaptation of anything he's ever done, the one he had the most hand in was Maximum Overdrive. Hell yeah. Starring Emilio Estevez about when a comet passes over Earth and cars come to life. He loves (laughs) that one. He thinks they did an excellent job. Like Stephen King's a goofy dude who yeah. writes horror, but, like, there is an element of that goofiness in all of it, even if it's very serious. Yeah. So I hope that this movie finds a way to capture a little bit of that oddball nature, especially if, with if, those two on it. If Edgar is well, in it, I think yeah. he, he, they, we, yeah, 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 I think they will. Yeah. And Michael Bacall has written Stephen King adaptations and Scott Pilgrim. Like those are oh. his like big. Okay, so, so like, we're gonna we're, so gonna, we're gonna, gonna be amazing. Good, good. <laughs> I I got high hopes now. But you know what I have high hopes for? What? The, our theme song. <laughs> Thank you to the one and only Reverend Horton Heat for allowing us to use their song "Psycho Billy Freakout" as our opening and closing music. Woo! Uh, it's a banger. You should go listen to it. If you want to check us out on Twitter, or Twitter's Junk House with a zero as the as the O, and is the are we are on TikTok, we're TikTok as Junk House Pod. Are we yeah. TikToking? We're TikToking. Wow! And just like we say every single week, can I please take a shower already? You've no. been in there twenty no. minutes. No, we're both I in here. <laughs> we're both in here i have to wash my whole butthole and i have to wash caleb's butthole but i know it's a two-person job but like you did it last week you did it last week you know it's an every week thing cordell come on i'm late for lunch (laughs) it's a psychobilly freak out